You know, I'll, he's any chance to rip you apart. This <laughs> <laughs> will be the same if I don't have Sam to yell at. Hello, I am your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 66, brought to you by AcmeScience.com. So this week we had a request from a very, very... Very not special listener out in Nottingham, UK. You know exactly who you are. And because of that, I end up talking a lot about what I've been doing recently. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the mathematical podcast that today comes to you from my kitchen table. Uh, Some things came around. Uh, Audio quality here is going to be a bit different than what you're used to. I might be coming to you a bit from the right side or your left side. Left side. Left side because the orientation of the recorder. It doesn't actually matter. Uh, It really doesn't. And uh, joining me here at my table uh, is Mr. Brandon Metz, who's actually just playing Scrabble on his phone instead of paying attention to me. Well, I get much more accomplished that way. So. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mr. Cody Palmer in a shirt with a rip in his sleeve. Abort. In his right sleeve. He's bursting out. I mean, abort. What? what? Uh, both of you guys, before we started, had said abort like immediately after each other, so I didn't want to feel like left out. So, abort. Oh, kind of wish you would have been left out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, uh, as, as always, we... Uh, we're going to have a, some sort of mathematical topic, and once again, it's going to be a rather topical one for me, uh, not for the other two people, uh, because they're not graduating and I am. And that is because today we're going to talk about mathematical careers. This is, this is a request that was sent in from Peter Rowlett, and I think the only reason he's asking me to talk about this is because he had a podcast, uh, Travels in a Mathematical World, which was all about introducing people to different jobs that they could have when they're mathematicians. So, fuck you, Peter. We're not going to do as good of a job as you. Ha ha ha, I'm sure you're going to mention this on next week, Math Maths, you fucking bastard. God, I hate that name. <laughs> it's okay, we still have a better name. <laughs> yeah, we do. Combinations so, and Permutations such a better name than Math Maths. It sings. It sings. Yeah, it, it actually flows off the top. Combinations and permutations. Even when I, when I finally get to probability in, in class, <laughs> I was like, we're going to be studying combinations. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I keep trying to switch it around so I don't say combinations yeah, and permutations. I teach, I teach permutations first in my class. I, I teach too. permutations I and combinations. But when I announce what we're going to do, I was like, oh, we're going to talk about combinations and permutations. It's ingrained in my head. I can't not say. It does sound better than permutations and combinations. And not only that, like, my voice changes. Like, I'll be talking my typical teaching so voice. you talking in a radio voice. And then all of a sudden it's combinations and permutations. Like, I, stop it. No wonder your students have such weird <laughs> thoughts about you. I mean, no. Oh, my students don't know what to think about me. Speaking of what students think about me, it was reported to me that on Rate My Professors, I had it's gotten a, a chili pepper. You have a chili pepper? It is a lie. It is a lie. This is what I had been told. I have um, a chili pepper, but, however. But you do? Uh, I have, I, yeah, I have a chili I pepper. I don't have a chili pepper. 
But upon upon looking at my entry, I did finally get an entry in Rate My Professors, but I have no reviews, and there was no chili pepper. Oh, that's, so. that's horrible. Why would so, someone build you up oh, like that just to break you down? I don't know. I have chili pepper. I don't know. I don't. Build I'm not going to rub it in there or anything. Fuck chili pepper. I knew that would do that. So. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Whenever anyone says build you up, that's build me up, it up, it's automatically Why would they build, build you up, up just to break you down? <laughs> and mess you around? <laughs> I said, worst of all... <laughs> You never call baby when you say you will. Say you will. <laughs> and I love you still. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> look at Cody. Oh, I think sitting around this table has really kind of brought out uh, like the old school combinations and permutations oh. riffing and tangential remarks. What's the topic? Mathematical careers. That's right. That's <laughs> I right. actually couldn't think of it. I was like, what? And so uh, this matters to me because I'm graduating. I'm not going on for my PhD, so that means I, I have to look for a career outside of academia. I mean, I could look for, I mean, there are, with just a master's degree, you can still teach. Teach at, you know, technical college, community mm-hmm. colleges, most two-year universities. You can but even teach an adjunct, at, mostly. Yeah, or at four-year uh, four universities, a part-time instructor or an adjunct. Right. But never, you never and, actually get professors. And you know what? Well, but you well, know, not has, not in mathematics. You, right. In, math, in other ones, get, in other fields, yes, you definitely can. But but, but as, only ever with experience. Right. You have to earn that professor. Yeah. But, but as we know, no matter what you tell your students, they will still call you professor. I, yeah. Constantly. Does it? I, it uh, I got an email from like the the student council or something that said like Professor Hansen on it. But also, it's also not even just students, but book companies. Yeah. Listen, you oh Professor Metz. I'm like. <laughs> Dude, if a book company does it, take it. Ask like, it for a bunch of free I'm books. Like, I'm like, cool. Send me. I'm like, yeah, I'll take this book. Like, here, send this, check this out. What do you think? I'm like, I think it's a piece of crap, but I'm going to keep it anyways. <laughs> okay, and, and so I'm, I'm currently looking for a job, and which, is, which is an interesting thing. Now, former Combinations of Permutations guest Nathan Rowe, we've not heard from a while. You haven't heard from him because he got a real job. A pretty good job too. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting. Yeah, it's, you guys know a well, bit he, more about his job. I guess he's doing CT scans, so he works yeah, with that. Yeah, but I mean, so, he's wor- he's working at a kind of like a place? scanning visualization yeah, it's, company. It's essentially, they're, essentially, well, they're using they're like how can we get a three dimensional image by taking X rays? Yeah, X rays. Right? X rays just give a two dimensional cross section. How can we? And so he's working on how to actually get a three dimensional image. Out of taking these scans, one from yeah. two different angles, well, which has got a really cool job. Yeah, it's, and, it's, and he's doing real math. Too. Yeah, so well, I mean, it's, it's a it's a fascinating process because the idea is is that um, we when we shoot an X ray or we shoot a wave at an object, we can't really see what the wave is doing inside the object, but we know what the wave is doing before the object, and we can measure what the wave is doing outside the object. And then what it allows you to do, and like I said, I'm not entirely which is is why metal shows up and other things do not, and or say bone does and flesh doesn't, because flesh flesh doesn't stop it in the same. way. Well, but I I mean, we're talking about more so than even just um, does it stop the wave or does it go? But now it's about okay, let's let's take these measurements and then we can essentially like do a transform and integrate along this line that this ray did, Mm -hmm. and it it allows us to see what the wave was doing inside between those two points. Absolutely fascinating. Which would be cool because then you can see work. stuff embedded within stuff. Exactly. Which is exactly. real, which that, that's got some really cool stuff because eventually you know what. Well, and it's, I mean, a, it's, it's, it's a security app. Yeah, it's I mean, essential it's for three-dimensional imaging yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and, so, and so it turns out that if you know somebody who will tell you about an awesome job uh, that involves actual math things, you can get a real math job. 
Now, I've, I've interviewed now for a couple of jobs. Uh, one of them was actually mathematical. I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, but you can also parlay your mathematical studies to something like, say, working in uh, medical software. Yeah, one, of the, one of the places that I interviewed and I now have an in-person interview uh, with. Whoop, whoop. I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to name the company because I somehow think that that's probably wrong. We're still proud of you. Uh, but, yeah, we thought you were never going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought that, but I mean, uh, you, you surprised me. Yeah, and, and so, I mean, it, when, you, when you can learn mathematics, when you can show that you can study mathematics, a lot of companies actually will take that as a, as a very strong indicator of trainability. Yeah, it's if you can learn math, you can pretty much learn anything. Yeah, and that, that's that's. I'm that. sure we can all agree on that. Mm -hmm. That's the story that goes around, right. at least. I think that we don't like, we don't like to we like to keep that going too. Yeah, <laughs> because we're not, not going to put that down at all. Truth be told, once you learn enough math, you can't learn anything else. <laughs> this is true. It's true. It's like what what's what's this biology? Yeah, what's this real world thing that what are you they're talking, talking about? about? What's medicine? I don't know what that is. Well, that's and I think that like one of the things that we learn as mathematicians, and me and Brandon were just discussing this earlier, we were hanging out with a group of non-mathematicians. Oh, this is, yeah. I know, that's weird, first of all. Uh, it's very hard for them to get, but, to, but to we get were them talking to understand about, you anymore. We were talking about, they were talking about the tip of a marker, and they were like, uh, one guy was like, well, it's not the tip, it's actually the corner. And we were like, well. And so we go off on this whole thing where we make precise the definition of a tip. As the farthest from some particular reference point, but, and see, all this but stuff. But then Cody's just like he's like, oh, well, that so would from the end. be the summit. And I'm like, and I go, you know, I'm telling him like, well, Cody, the edge, the edge, well, the corner of that marker and the actual tip are not the same distance away from the end of the marker, depending on what you're looking at, because it's, it's got a circular, you know, cap. <laughs> so you gotta look at that. You gotta look at the center of that circle. From oh, there, God, it's actually suck. equidistant. And so they're like, they're like, we have a music major. He's like, ah. Well, yeah, and, and so well, but I think I think that what what in when we talk about trainability is that like that's one of the skills we have in addition to like basic critical thinking. We're skills. insanely precise. Well, it's just like we take something like a general concept and we try to work to make it precise. And that is, I mean, that that in some fields can be a fundamental skill. I mean, precision is just at, yeah. for any real world applications. Precision is tantamount. It, it, it yeah. has to be has to be there. Now, now the other the other job I interviewed uh, for is just a phone interview. It was with one of the game machine creators. They always are looking for mathematicians. They are they constantly just... looking for mathematicians. Uh, yeah, if if you're getting say even just the bachelors, they, they would prefer masters. But even just the bachelors, look at any company that makes casino game machines. They want mathematicians. Uh, we are incredibly necessary for their work. Uh, but from people I've talked to in there, uh, you you're not gonna you're not gonna want to go in there if you want to be looking at doing very interesting kind of groundbreaking work. It's it's more of a you're doing the same sort of thing over and over again. You're doing a probability analysis of a game and then a statistical analysis of of how it ends up, you know, happening in the real world and how people use it and how often people yeah. come back to it. Right. Uh, and and so I mean there is that. So. Uh, what about, I mean, it, clearly academia is one of the biggest employers of mathematicians. Mm -hmm. Correct. Academia as a whole is actually the biggest employer of mathematicians. Do either of you know the single largest employer of mathematicians for a single entity? NSA. Yep. NSA. That's exactly it. National Security Agency. So if they you want to sell your soul and work <laughs> for Satan himself. Well, I mean, I know some pretty cool guys that work for the NSA that didn't sell their soul. 
Well, my they're working for the NSA. They're selling their fucking soul. Because oh, working for the gaming companies is is much better. I morally, I have less. <laughs> wrong, I feel that there's less wrong working for a gaming company than working for the NSA. But uh, NSA, since you're probably parsing this, since it's getting up on the internet anyway, <laughs> I want to point out. Yeah, I have one keep point. Saying, keep saying it. We'll just we'll, fl- we'll I, fly. I, I, I at one point was a card carrying member of the Socialist Party, and therefore you can imagine some of the issues that I have with you. So carry on. So so you said one of your professors worked for well, the NSA. He, what yeah. what was he able to tell this you is cool about stuff. it? So well, yeah. He, I mean, of course, you have you have you have top secret clearance for most top secret top secret the easy. it's the lowest clearance yeah. you would have working for the NSA. And so you, top secret's you, not actually you work on a lot of the stuff they do is in cryptography. Yeah, and so a lot of code, a lot of code breaking and stuff like that, writing algorithms, invest, and, you know, and, you know, and actually getting a surprisingly stuff. large amount of just research and pure number theory. Yeah, which is great. It's a, I mean, if you're if if you're like a pure mathematician like me, that kind of stuff is way more interesting than it's like a it's a plot it's like applying pure math. So it's it's a lot more interesting to me than it is to be doing you know physics and stuff like that. You know, I, I find that more interesting because you get you're actually using theory and you know the theory that's working there. And I'm not saying, you know, you wouldn't know the theory to do the other fields. Just, you know, I, I think it would be more fun for me as a pure mathematician. Oh, yeah. But what he, he worked there for 20 years, and then he came and taught. And, like, he, he taught crypto class after that. And so, you know, he, he had nothing bad to say about it. He so really he, he, was, it. he was teaching... He's a uh, really down-to-earth guy, He was too. teaching He's, all of the students everything that he learned uh, during his orientation and nothing that he learned after that. Well, he can't tell that's, you certain well, things. Yeah. No, like he's, that's, like, basic... Like the, I, the basic I know. I'm, 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 making, I'm making a... Yeah. I, I remember I was taking... Uh, when I was taking a number theory class here, um, uh, the discussion was brought up about working for the NSA, and it's like uh, our professor was like... I don't really know what the current work that the NSA could be doing here. It's like, this is a problem for academic mathematicians. NSA mathematicians may have already solved this. We'll never know. <laughs> or, yeah. or we'll know in a couple of centuries. Yeah. yeah. I, and and, and as, as many problems as I have with the NSA, they do, do a, a, they do give out a lot of grants. A lot of my issues come from the lack of openness. I mean, yeah. that, that's the that's the I mean, majority of my problem is is like I do not like that because and, you and lose also all the, you lose all the academic if they do have any results you lose those results that could be great yeah, to have out there for you, you people re- who are wasting really their do. time and, on that and, and all of the all the evidence does point that uh, the academic papers are actually a lot closer to the NSA's current than they used to be yeah. like academics have caught up but there's also the issue when you get grants when also when you get grants from say the DOD or grants from any of these organizations they can actually muzzle your research right so That's even if awesome. you're an academic that takes one of these grants you have to take it knowing that your research could end up not getting published because these organizations are now, can private not corporations to. do that as well yes well private so cor- i mean that's well, what private, I'm no well uh, for private corporations if the research is done completely on their dime by people who work for them, well, then, yeah, they have then they can yes. have any control they want. It's yeah. their company. Uh, but after that, I think that they're a lot less likely to get muzzle rights on academic work. Mm-hmm. Right. Because... Yeah, the if acad- they're funding academic, I the, can see... Like the, aca- the academics will have a lot more leverage with them because the grant's probably not going to be as large. The right. thing with... DOD grants, DOE grants, NSA so grants. Huge. They're huge. They, yeah, they're very large grants, which gives the grant giver a lot of leverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, we're, but we're spinning off a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, now, mathematicians, specifically applied mathematicians, uh, there's a lot of governmental work for them. Uh, yeah. DOD, D- the Department Darbug of Defense, for, uh, and, and specifically the uh, Defense 
a defense advanced research progress administration. Yeah, it, project. project. Project administration. And like you can only ever work there. Like it's cutting edge. Like they're the cutting edge defense. Yeah, and, and you're you're definitely applied mathematician. Yeah, and you they, they don't let you only let you work there for a certain amount of time. You can't work there yeah. your whole life because well, of all and, and stuff. I don't even think people necessarily work there. I think that. They work for them. They don't work actually work them. at the place, yeah. but they work for uh, them. And so, so there's definitely DARPA. Huge. And, there, and there's other areas in the Department of Defense, uh, other applied research area, and then a lot of uh, aerospace kind of work mm-hmm. from them, working on the planes, working on developing new rockets, rocketry. Yeah, there's, there's rocket science stuff. takes a lot of mathematics. Uh, and then departments... It's, it's rocket science. It's rocket science. I mean, like, what? Is this rocket science? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Department of Energy also has a few. Now, there's one that you might not think of. The FAA employs a lot of mathematicians. What is the FAA again? Uh, Federal Aviation Administration. Administration. Okay. Flight control patterns. Well, I can see that. It's yeah. a scheduling. It's all. It's, it's all algorithmic. Systems. It's all algorithmic queuing. And yeah. So you're, you're talking about you're talking about uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, traveling salesman style stuff mm-hmm. as well. It's applied uh, probability. Right there. Optim- optimization for landing patterns. That's cool stuff. Yeah, and queuing systems are really cool. Yeah, I was actually I was actually looking to apply possibly an FAA job, but I was missing one of the requirements. And unlike a lot of private, unlike uh, applying for jobs, unlike a lot of private things, when you don't meet all of the requirements for a governmental job, they're really not going to take you. Uh, private corporations tend to have a bit more leeway than the government does in uh, meeting requirements. Yeah, because they realize you can you can pick it up. You know, they don't they're not too picky because they. Well, they just, I guess they can be if they want, but they don't. Most of them are like, yeah, whatever. Well, they they're they just they have a little bit more leeway. The uh, I, we, this one thing I know is looking at say the mathematician job at the FAA, the the way those job the job description and the the you know the layout of everything that you would do and all the crime it's so much more in depth for a governmental job than it is anywhere else. Mm. Like, they spell out every single thing that you will do under this pay grade. And then under, like, it'll be the same thing, but different pay grade, and they'll list out everything else. And, which is really nice. It's nice to know what you're getting into. Right. But, it's not, it's so, uh, what about other guys? So, I've, I've gone through a list. I've got a few others that I can talk about. But what about you guys? Know of any other non-academic math- mathematical jobs? And I, I don't, because I think Brandon's planning going into academic. I, that's my plan. I personally, yeah. well... I just personally love the environment. I like, yeah. I like the autonomy you get a lot of the time. And, um, you know, you, you don't have a guy breathing down your neck every five minutes saying, you got those TPS reports done yet? No. Yeah. Are, are you playing? Are, do you ever want to get tenure? Yeah. Well, I'm saying, now, wait a minute, wait a minute here. I'm saying you get a lot of autonomy to a certain point. All right. They give you, they tell you what to teach. You teach it. You deal with what you've got to do. Get tenure, man. You, you, they let you go. What are you doing? You yeah. Know, but, I like the job security. Getting and, tenure is. It's a rough patch. It's hard. It's very rough. You gotta, you gotta be able to, you gotta be publishing. You gotta publish like crazy a lot of time. If I mean, if you even want to get a chance at, you know, getting yeah. it within reason. Or time. you could teach at a liberal arts college, in which case you just have to be a really, really good teacher. Yeah, I mean, you know, I and don't if and if that's what you love to do, if you love to teach, and honestly, I think those people are very, very important. I just as important as the actual. You gotta love to teach. If you don't love to teach, you're not gonna be passionate. It's just gonna hurt the students. And one thing is, we need better students in math nowadays. We need better so. students, but we also need, it, it's okay. This is gonna be a, a separate tangent. We also need better teachers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm saying. Look, I'm doing the best I can. Okay. Yeah, okay, Cody. Cody. So what do you are you is acad- academia your your end goal? Um, I. I would say right now probably. Um, 
I am excited in some of, uh, for some of the collaboration opportunities I may have because while I am a pure mathematician, uh, I have been doing a lot of partial differential equations and in a theoretical sense, but I've, I would be looking forward to particularly uh, the sort of collaborations that I could get out of mathematical biology. Um, and that, that could put me... No, that's, a, that's an area with a huge amount of, of uh, non-academic opportunity. Indeed. Uh, Bioinformatics, one thing that my monster search for mathematics constantly <laughs> shows up is bioinformatics positions. Bioinformatics. Bioinformatics, which is mathematical. Uh, I, I mean, you need a little bit more stats, but also there's biomathematician jobs that show up all the time. Right. So, um, I mean, just so things like those, I mean, and those can have applications in, um, again, working with the government, um, BLM, stuff like that, whenever you're working in BLM, fishery, uh, Bureau of Land Management. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Never heard that one before. Uh, well, uh, BLM is very, uh, yeah, very we, popular out here because they built Hoover Dam. Also, yeah, yeah, but um, uh, you also have to remember uh, some people listening from England. Ah, <laughs> yes. My apologies. My apologies. Um, Redcoats. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to say it. <laughs> the, uh, um, so, and by the, the way, this country, awesome. You never should have given it up. Yeah. True. Oh, wait, oh, wait, they didn't. Oh, yeah, that's right. You never should have let us beat you. <laughs> Ow. Ow. That's just, that is, that um, just being, that is being a douche. So, and that's. <laughs> oh, and Isaac Newton sucks. We all agree yeah. on that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> No doubt about that. Okay, so continue. Um, but I think that um, also uh, particularly one of the things that's uh, important is fisheries. Um, some of the work that I'm doing has been looking at um, like threshold values and in, in populations like uh, in terms of harvesting. Like how many can we take out that the population will recover to the same point in a periodic manner? Um, and so, I mean, work like that is like it can be done inside academia as well. But it can also it can transfer out in some like really yeah. cool ways. Some yeah. really cool ways. Just a question: Where do you get? Where do you these papers that you've been reading? Where do you get what what um what um archive do you get them from? Um, like, do you go through JSTOR? Uh, actually, not always. The, the library. <laughs> wow, wow, people! These are online ways of reading journal articles for free when you're at a university. The, the UNLV libraries. Has, oh, is, is, a sure great, that is a great. Is a great Yeah. Oh, EBSCO, oh, JSTOR. Oh, 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 that's right. Can you think of some other ones? <laughs> uh, a, EBSCO has a lot. Yeah. So does JSTOR. So does uh, crap. What are some of the other? Uh, I used to know some of the names of the other ones. That Those are the only big ones the, I've ever oh, actually okay. gotten the, good the, stuff from. The UNLV libraries. For all, for all fields of interest, just saying. The UNLV libraries one, if you have your... They have plenty. They have a lot of... That's, a, that's, a, a, that's, a, great, that's a great proxy. Yeah. To, and you can access the online, like JSTOR and So others. do you go... You knew, oh, you also, go to the whenever you're on a university... Oh, whenever you're on a university computer, uh, any university in the States try this, at least major university... Try going to scholar.google.com when you're looking for papers, typing it in. It might say get text from the name of your university on the right-hand side. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, which, it's, it's a really nice building. Okay, so this, now this is something that is also known as modeling. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of modeling jobs out there. It's another one of the big ones. Uh, now, what, what do you think is actually the one that shows up the most often when I in do modeling? these searches? No, or no, no. Just, just, a mathematician just, when I, search. just a mathematician or mathematics search. What do you think is the number one area that seems to show up for me? Um, I'd probably go with statistics. N uh, okay, no, no, no. Uh, I think mean, think more specific. Like, like a what specific job? Yeah. What what area of the economy shows up the most often? See, I I, I knew it. I figured it had something to do with the economy. 
like the economics. Yeah, like, yeah, finance. Like, yeah, finance exactly. specifically shows up a lot. If you if you have interest in uh, finance at all, really look mathematical finance jobs. From what I've heard, I don't have much interest in them, nor am I entirely yeah. qualified for them. Uh, they apparently pay pretty well. And you get the opportunity to completely destroy the world's economy, which is pretty awesome. Better than actuarial? Well, actuarial is finance. Well, not all of it. There's also risk management. Risk risk management jobs pay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they they pay. I think that there's just more actuarial jobs in like total. So it's easier to get one. There's a huge variety of actuarial jobs. Yeah, but uh, but risk finance is is a huge area. Risk management uh, is a huge area. That's how the um. That's how all those insurance companies determine what your life is worth. That's actuarial. Actuarial science. Yeah. The actuary tells them these things. Well, I don't it's like it's the most it's the most depressing job. Yeah, ever. I think actuaries are like they sell out for the money, and I'm just like I don't like you because you you tell people what their life is worth. Go to hell. I mean, sorry. <laughs> come on, Brandon. If you were an actuary, how much would you tell my insurance company my life is worth? Dude, your life is actually negative. <laughs> like you should be paying us. You know, see, you should work because the insurance companies would fucking love you. I know. Like, dude, <laughs> this guy sucks. Make him pay us more. Like he has a premium. No, I wanted to pay on top of the premium. <laughs> Anytime you make a when claim, he di- when, he, when he dies, his family owes you money. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great way to look at it. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That makes me sad. I'm, I'm a little sad right now. Okay, but statistics... Okay, so now let's try to give a, a, a few words of advice. Uh, because I'm having issue finding a job in the area I want. I'm going to go into a plaintiff plea for someone to please hire me for the type of job I want at the end of this. Uh, but before that, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, if someone doesn't want to go into academia. If you want to go into academia, go get yourself a PhD and do some interesting research get, on the way. Or get one anyways, because it's cool to be called doctor. True. I personally prefer being called master. But it doesn't matter, because no one calls you that. So, doctor... <laughs> that, that is true, but master is still the cooler title. Only if it's Chris, because <laughs> that's the only one I could actually look. That's the only one uh, I would actually okay. call by master. Uh, so, so, let's give some advice for people who don't want to go into academia as a career. So what should they aim to... to pat, I mean, obviously, study what is interesting to you. That's the most yeah, important thing because otherwise thing. studying is just not any fun. But if you if your goal is to get a job in... Well, if your goal is to get a job in, say, operations research, study operations research. So if you want to like help companies optimize their workflow, things like that, just go study OR. It's actually a very interesting area. Uh, but if you just want, if you're just looking to be employable in a mathematical job, number one thing to do: study stats. Statistics is a very powerful. It's a very powerful tool to have. And also, it's a requirement for pretty much every job, and it's one that's keeping me out of getting jobs because I've not had statistics in forever. Another. I, I hate stats. I've had as many as I can have, and I, I, I hate it. But I mean, it's got some cool stuff. But but if you want, if you want a job outside, studying statistics, it actually it's going to be tied for number one. Yeah, the, the other one that I think you're th- thinking of is um, know some computer programming. Programming experience. Be, be able to program like really well. That is a skill that it crops up a lot of times in so many mathematical listings because that's how companies implement things. Like your ideas are usually through yeah, and, computers. Uh, and uh, I want, I want my s- weaknesses, the programming. I, I want to say they're both weaknesses of mine. I've, I've not taken a stats class since high school, and I haven't taken a programming class since my... Second year of college, mm. uh, 
so uh, it's, these, are, these are both things I'm weak on. It's probably things that I will study on my own and bone up on. At, at the very least, you don't need to know theoretical statistics, though. Let's point this out. You do not need to go into... Maths <laughs> Yeah, math stats. You don't need to go into statistical theory at all. You need to know how to run SPSS and SAS. SPSS is great, but I personally prefer Excel. Excel can do almost the exact same stuff. It has such a huge data But a lot of a lot of the job jobs will they use they use the statistical packages ask you to do SPSS or SAS. Yeah, what's that? There's another one also out there that the university uses. SAS is the is the most powerful and like the most all seeing of the stats programs currently, and also. If you can, just go get a job for SAS. There's a reason they're one of the top ten employers. Something totally unrelated, in the but country hilarious. So, to- well, okay, it's not totally unrelated, but it has nothing to do with actually the topic. But coolest thing in SPSS, the PP plot. It's a test of. It's a test. It's called the PP plot. I kid you not. It's a test of normal. Of it's a normal test. It's a test to see if the data is normal or not. And so you figure out that it's hilarious. It's called the PP plot. I mean, come on, how is that not hilarious? So yeah, I, if if you want a non-academic, and we're four. <laughs> oh, if, if you, you laugh too. <laughs> if you want a non-academic physician, I think that that's the best thing that we can tell you. Uh, no statistics, no computer programming. Uh, for a secondary thing, no applied mathematics. Like yeah, uh, that that's the that's the other thing, but. Honestly, if you know pure mathematics and you know programming and stats, you're probably just as likely to get a job as if you know those two things and applied math. And, you know, if you're going to do anything in real life, it's probably going to involve differential equations. So that could just be my own personal bias, but, you know. He's quite biased. Well, or discrete mathematics. I mean, if you go into most technological areas, uh, a good grounding in the areas of discrete mathematics will not be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Specifically in the sciences, deal heavily. Any kind of application, if you're any kind of science, anything that's well, remotely related to in, science, you would definitely want to have to. You definitely want to use a lot of differential equations. Yeah, I, but but if you if you listen to, uh, I have an interview on strongly connected components coming out uh, this week with Doran Zailberger, and if if you want, if you listen to him and if you believe him, he's a very well respected uh, mathematician. Uh, we're starting to discretize everything, so if you know. Uh, differential equations really know the discretized versions for the differential equations too. That's for um, like doing mostly, mostly for numerical purposes. Yes, yeah. which is what you're going to be doing yeah. in the real world yeah. anyway. Yeah. There's not too many analytical solutions in real world differential equations. And to be honest, Yet. even if no, <laughs> they're not. They're not going to happen. I, I think we know this. Don't we have some theorems that prove it for partials? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cody doesn't want to admit it. He loves his. He loves PDEs too much. He can't admit. He can't bring himself to say it without I, without seeing it right in front of him. I like to be able to do my PDEs by hand. I, it's a beautiful thing, and it's just so yeah. But when you're trying to say build a bridge, beam equation. Fourth order, it's, it's doable. Separation of variables, it's not. You, you know, you need you need more though, right? Four like you need series? you need not, not just, just. I'm just saying you need more than that one equation. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can do the fucking beam equation. Can you do them all <laughs> simultaneously? Yeah, <laughs> in a system. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah. Compute the Jacobian of that bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> then put it in rational cognitive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get your dot diagrams. But <laughs> okay, so wow, that was that was some funny PDE jokes and some algebra in there. <laughs> uh, okay, so those. I mean, I think. Do you guys have anything else to talk about for for jobs, kind of careers, yeah, ideas like that? Find something you're interested. If you yeah, don't want to do that's the academia, most important thing. Find what you're interested in, and then and then go after it because really. If you just if you do that, you can you as long as you which, study stuff, you'll probably which will it. bring us back to my plaintive plea to all of the listeners. <laughs> so I'm I'm interviewing for these jobs. I want to point out none of these jobs are what I want to do. <laughs> what I want to do is what I'm doing right now. I want to do mathematical communication. It's science communication. I want to produce podcasts. I want to produce videos. I, I want to create websites that are portals to all of this information about science and math that I find have so you, what, have interesting. You, have you talked to AMS or MAA? Uh, they, I, I have not actually, uh, but they're also not technically hiring anyone right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand. But I mean, I uh, might want to get your name out there for them. Uh, it's the, the MAA is well aware of who I am. Yes, I know that one. <laughs> AMS, on the other hand. AMS doesn't really do that kind of outreach work. That's what I figured. That that's not actually part of part of what they do. They their their important thing is they facilitate research. That's what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. Uh, so now, any of you listening who happen to possibly know a communications job, are in a position who are uh, you're working for a university, perhaps you think needs a communications job. Please let me know. I okay. This is going to get a big groan from Brandon. I am right. literally. The most qualified mathematical podcaster in the world at this point. Oh my god. If you talk about actual time behind a microphone <laughs> and production time. I don't know. I can't make a qualif- I can't make a qualified, you know, statement on that because I've I, not I I've not that. done more shows, but I've done by far more time. <laughs> I uh, could be possible. I also the seen. only one who's ever done three shows. Really? Yep. Uh, hmm. Peter is the closest. He's done two, and technically, huh. he's done a couple of others that are mathematically he related. He runs the math math, 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 math thing math, with math, me. Math, 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 right? Yes, math, math. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's my plea to you. It's one podcast. Find me a job, listeners. Pretty please. You don't want me to have to start working a full-time job and then just not have my wonderful... <laughs> sonorous voice to listen to anymore do you His dulcet tones yes my dulcet tones you don't you don't want to miss this right you, you don't want you don't want to have to stop all this so please be on the lookout if you hear anything about a mathematical communications job anywhere in the world i don't care it could honestly be in bangladesh just bangladesh <laughs> or in the capital of thailand what's it called i'm up of course, it's called Bangkok. What's why? PP plot's funny. Bangkok's just the name of a city. Seriously. No, but you're supposed. You're somebody, four years old. No, whenever somebody you're says that, you're supposed old. to punch him in the groin. See, I'm wearing a cup because we just got back from our game, so I'm safe. Go ahead, punch away. Okay. On that note, <laughs> for Brandon Metz, Cody Palmer, I'm your host Samuel Hansen. Uh, oh yeah, and if you find any of those jobs, it's Samuel at AcmeScience.com. Samuel at acmescience.com Thank you very much for listening. Well, that is it for this episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you have any feedback or perhaps you want to suggest a 
show topic, just like Peter did, and trust me, I'll treat you much better than I treated him. Also, he deserves that kind of treatment. Make sure to send me an email, samuel at acmescience.com. Also, head on over to acmescience.com. Uh, check out the blog post for this episode or for any of the previous episodes. Find all of the old episodes of Combinations and Permutations, as well as finding out about Strongly Connected Components, the mathematical interview show, and Sam and Dan and the 80s science fiction movie podcast I record with my friend Dan Sai. It's a pretty good time, and I think you should probably listen to both of them. All the music on today's episode is from SP12. You can find them over at opsound.org. And as always, this podcast is a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike licensed podcast. And if you don't know what that means by now, head on over to Creative Commons and check out their awesome work on revolutionizing the copyright system. And make sure to check back for the next episode of Combinations and Permutations.